0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to LocalJobNetwork.com Radio. I'm Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Employment Notebook, where we speak with expert guests on a variety of topics related to employment and the workplace. For some of us, assertiveness in the workplace comes naturally. But for others, it can be difficult to strike a healthy balance between being too aggressive and being too passive at work. Today, I'm talking about the topic of becoming more assertive at work with Melody Wilding. Melody is a licensed social worker and the founder of her self-named career coaching firm for young professional women and female entrepreneurs. Thanks for joining me today, Melody. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I'm
1: happy to be here.
0: So today we're talking about uh, specifically your article called How to Be More Assertive at Work Without Being a Jerk. So I wanted to start off by having you describe how you view a person who is assertive in their career and specifically how that person is able to balance between being either too aggressive or too passive at work. So could you describe that for us to start off?
1: I think being assertive, why it is so tricky for people is it's really that middle ground between uh, not being too pushy, but still getting what you want. So it's really someone who is able to find and create win-win situations where they're able to get the outcome and the benefit of what they want in the situation professionally while also still maintaining and hopefully advancing any relationships they have. So it's really that middle ground between being aggressive or being too passive. It's really all about speaking up about um, what you want, what you're looking for, uh, asking for a raise or asking for new opportunities without being too demanding.
0: And you had mentioned that, of course, you want to be pursuing new opportunities for yourself and being able to, in the case of asking for a raise, able to get a financial gain from it. But why else would you say that a good sense of assertiveness is really important for your career?
1: especially today, now more than ever, I, there's more demands on people in the workplace. There's a larger work volume, hours or longer. And as that is increasing, the responsibility a lot of times falls on you as the employee to manage your own time, manage your own projects. And that takes assertiveness, that takes delegation, that takes asking for help, and really to even do your job well now or, or to even create some sort of balance for yourself without being too overwhelmed or being stepped on in a lot of ways. You need to be able to speak up when you're you're feeling burnt out and possibly getting things off your plate. You need to be able to speak out when there's conflict happening uh, that needs to be resolved or something that maybe you don't feel right about, something that may feel off or shady to you. So it's getting increasingly more important today as, as just the workplace gets busier, more competitive, and as communication changes. Mm -hmm. So now more than ever, we have so many different ways of communicating. Things can get misconstrued over email or in person, and so you need to learn how to communicate effectively. And when working with your
0: coworkers, obviously being assertive can help with professional growth and maybe developing better relationships, working relationships with those coworkers. But in your opinion, why are some people hesitant to be that assertive person at work?
1: Well, I think, you know, I I put it in the title of the article. People are worried about being perceived as a jerk, Mm -hmm. as being perceived as too demanding or harsh. You know, I think especially if you're dealing with your boss, there is a certain extent where you do have to navigate power dynamics of sometimes you have to do things because your boss is asking you to do it. There are certain hierarchies of power. So a lot of times people are also worried about crossing boundaries. If they're dealing with their coworkers, they want to keep those people possibly as friends and allies in the office. You don't want to alienate them by being rude or mean or shifting your responsibilities unfairly to them. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's difficult sometimes to walk that very fine line.
0: And I know you have a lot of experience working with female clients in particular. Do you think this assertiveness is maybe more of a problem for women, or is that just kind of a misconception that people have?
1: I think it really does depend on the person Mm -hmm. and their personality. I think it also depends on um, the topic matter, too. A lot of times we feel more comfortable being assertive about things we feel that might be injustices at the workplace. You know, someone might not be being treated fairly because of their, their gender or color or something like that. Versus we may feel a little more uncomfortable being assertive about something that's a gray area with, you know, having, having too much on our plate and asking to delegate it to someone else. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think women, you know, in certain typically more corporate roles where there are less women around, there's definitely some concerns about speaking up. I think for women, finding friendships and bonding in the workplace. Is also a concern, women are very highly emotionally attuned. Mm-hmm. So that sort of consciousness and wanting to respect the social dynamics that are happening and maintain those can play into that and make assertiveness much more tricky for women in particular.
0: So in your article, you described three different situations, whether man or woman, maybe someone who's struggling to be assertive at work. So I wanted to go through these different situations and talk about the different ways that someone could handle them. And the first situation you had brought up was getting the team behind your plan. So maybe you have Mm -hmm. a brilliant idea for a new project or a way to improve your team's work, and your goal is to convince your team to get behind this plan. So I wanted to go through each of the steps, the passive, the aggressive, and the assertive employee. How would you say that a passive employee would handle this situation?
1: So at the core a passive approach is really characterized by wanting to avoid conflict altogether and the, and the fear of conflict. So really people who are passive in, in this situation in particular, they might just swallow it and agree mm-hmm. even if they think there's a better way that something could be done. Um, if let's say their boss makes the first suggestion, they might just say okay, whatever you say rather than speaking up about they might have an idea for how it could be done better. They might also make sort of a criticizing passive remark, like using sarcasm a lot of times is used as a defense mechanism when people are being passive So Mm -hmm. saying, oh yeah, that's worked every other time, right? Rather than directly addressing uh, their concerns about the idea head-on, they'll sort of circumvent it that way by using sarcasm rather than confronting it head-on.
0: And then on the other end of the spectrum, how would you say that an aggressive employee might handle this?
1: Yeah, so someone who's aggressive would really come in and dominate the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think we all know people like that who might not let other people get a word in edgewise, might cut people off, might start making demands of specific people in the group and just doling out work when it might not be in their place to assign responsibilities to you. So it's really someone who just has really a disregard and sort of wield their power around as a way of manipulating other people.
0: So then to strike a good balance between the two, not being either too passive or too aggressive, how would an assertive employee handle this situation?
1: The assertive approach is really taking a step back and looking at the situation more objectively. So if someone was to treat the situation assertively, what you might do is present your idea and back it up, not just with your feelings about why you think it's a good idea, but actual facts about maybe some results you've had from the past, possible projected ROI that you have from this, um, using actual data to sort of prove your point and put that on the table, while also then giving others an opportunity to chime in, to comment on that, to provide their own ideas. So you're creating more of a dialogue while mm-hmm. also getting your point and your idea across.
0: All right. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to put it. Maybe a passive person is not getting their point across enough. The aggressive person is pushing it too much, but the assertive person is doing it just right.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like Goldilocks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So then the second situation you talk about in your article, and this is one that probably a lot of people will be interested in, you had mentioned that it's time for a raise, but your boss isn't making any moves. In other words, you believe that it's time for a raise and you believe it's justified. So you set up a time to talk with your boss and ask for the raise, but you get a response. Maybe it's a generic response such as, well, we're not giving raises at this time or this isn't the time that we do this. So how would you say a passive employee would respond to this?
1: This one is such a, I feel like a a hot topic for so many people. It pushes a lot of buttons because I think it's a really sensitive area because it's kind of at that cross section of negotiation and money, which are really tricky topics to begin with. And you want to have a lot of tact when you're going into a conversation like this. I think now more than ever, we we do see people having a passive approach to asking for a raise partially because, you know, with the economic downturn in particular, companies Mm -hmm. weren't giving raises and it did become a little taboo to kind of ask for one when there was this awareness that maybe the company was struggling or other people were were struggling. So this is something I've seen pretty often. But when talking about a raise, uh, someone who would treat the situation passively, would really just take the response they had and not ask anything else. So if your boss said, we're not giving raises, you know, that that's just how it is. A passive person might say, okay, that's fine. I'm sorry I asked and sort of run away and cower mm-hmm. and hide. Versus someone who would treat this aggressively, mm-hmm. might blow up and get angry about it, might lash out at their boss or start gossiping and complaining to coworkers. Which ultimately might might do you in and, and give you a bad reputation at work, anyway, or threaten to leave, you know, because they weren't being treated properly, whatever that may be. Someone who is assertive would really then use the no that they received as a opportunity to learn more. Okay. So anytime you receive a no, it's just information. Ask what's behind that no. So okay, if not now, you know what's could you tell me more about what's going on for the company? What are the upcoming plans? Could you even tell me when's a better time to ask? And someone who would be assertive would then do their homework. If that means setting up another time with your boss in two weeks and persistently sort of following up and show, showing your boss how you're improving, providing you know evidence to how you're improving, progress reports, or showing results of what you've been able to do. Those are all much more assertive, productive approach to getting a raise.
0: And of course, in that situation, you're working with your manager. In the third situation that you mentioned in your article, this is one where you're working with your colleagues. And so this situation is one team member is maybe not completing their work or they're not doing their work well, and it's hurting the team's overall efforts. So could you describe to us the different ways the passive, the aggressive, and the assertive
1: employee would handle this? So passive would definitely be ignoring the issue or whispering about it under your breath or to other people, pretending like it's not happening and thinking that you can fix it. The example I use is, is someone who uh, may not be performing up to snuff. And if that's a, let's say if it's an intern of yours, you're spending your time and patching up their work and fixing what they might not have done. Or if they're coming in late, you're sort of just huffing under your breath and not confronting them about it because when you're passive, you have that fear of conflict. Mm -hmm.
0: And then on the flip side, the aggressive employee, how might they handle the situation? I'm guessing that it would be to confront that team member in maybe an inappropriate way because you're not the supervisor.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think confronting them in an embarrassing way, Mm -hmm. that would inappropriately call them out in front of other people. We've all had that experience where you'll be in an office and, and there's just sort of an outburst of anger mm-hmm. and, and you can tell someone's getting getting yelled at and getting in trouble. So that's really not not always the best way to deal with a conflict. It doesn't really solve anything. Whereas if you were to be more assertive about this, you would call out the behavior when it happens. So rather than letting that person Be late and not saying anything for three months. Maybe you say something after it's happening for a week and you sort of nip it in the bud rather than letting it progress. And then it's all about clear communication, respectful communication with that person rather than embarrassing them Mm -hmm. uh, or firing them on the spot. Find out what's going on for them. Is there something that's making them late? Is it a personal problem? And jointly finding a solution. So expressing that you're not happy, but also expressing how you can come to some sort of a solution, whether that's making sure you're meeting with them every week and setting new goals for them to to try to meet. It's all about sort of finding that win-win.
0: Right. And so I think it's important, as you said, to kind of get to the reasons behind maybe why that team member is not completing their work because you never know what might be going on and if there's a way that you could potentially help them. In order to do a better job with their work, mm-hmm. so then to kind of bring this all together, I wanted to ask you both ends of the spectrum: what are the dangers of being too passive at work, and then what are the dangers of being too aggressive?
1: So definitely, with passivity, I think the biggest thing that comes up very often is saying yes to things when we really should be saying no. So really, I think we in the past about that importance of learning to say no and put your foot down when you need to, whether that's to extra responsibilities or to a new project. It's really learning about drawing your boundaries, knowing your own limits, which will help you excel and um, help you focus and perform better at the core tasks that you need to. Because if you're too passive, you risk that looking like a pushover, taking on more work than you can chew, which would damage your ability to achieve anything across the board for reputationally. Again, it makes you look like a pushover. It might make you look weak. Mm -hmm. People might not respect you as much uh, or value your opinion as much if you can't speak up for yourself and back that up. And so really what's missing from the passive approach is that leadership. Uh, And you have to, that's something you have to do for yourself. Nobody's going to be a leader for you. You Mm -hmm. have to be sort of the captain of your own ship. And with being aggressive, it's the other side of that coin. It's really, you risk tarnishing your reputation as being a jerk or difficult to work with. People might not want to collaborate on projects with you. You might burn bridges and relationships that you could possibly have muted in the future. So both of them definitely have their drawbacks. And it's really about finding that middle ground.
0: So as we wrap up here, I wanted to give you the floor for the last minute or so just to give our listeners any final words of advice you would have on this topic. Um, Maybe it's someone who's been too passive or they've been too aggressive at work, and they're looking to find that middle ground of just becoming assertive at work. What final advice would you like to give those listeners?
1: If you see yourself in any of these two approaches, I think realizing that it's not too late to change. I think people worry that they've been branded as one type or the other. They're seen as the person who's the pushover at work, or they're seen as the guy who's the bully. There's always time to change. And every meeting, every interaction you have, every project you work on is a new opportunity to make a different choice about how you handle that. And I think looking at situations, taking a step back and not being so reactive. You know, we live in a culture now where we're on our email 24-7, we're constantly in that reactive mode. And it takes a lot of consciousness to sort of step away from that and let yourself cool down for a second before you maybe make a snap reaction being passive aggressive or overly aggressive. So if you can sort of calm yourself down and center yourself before you make one of those gut responses. Um, that's only going to benefit you in the end because you'll have the opportunity to think it through more and really see more of those opportunities for the win-win.
0: And with that, we will wrap up the show. You've been listening to Employment Notebook with our guest, Melody Wilding. You can find out more about her work by visiting MelodyWilding.com. Thanks again for sharing your insight with me today, Melody. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And as always, we also love to hear from our listeners. Send us your suggestions or feedback to Radio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and thanks for joining us.